Welcome to Easy Reading with Meg Dada. We will be continuing the fifth chapter of the book, The Complete Parents by Nancy Van Pelt. And the title of this chapter is Character Under Construction, Securing Your Child for Christ. The Law of Reinforcement. The most effective technique for controlling behavior cooperates with the law of reinforcement. Behavior that achieves desired consequences will recur. Simply stated, if a child likes what happens as a result of his behavior, he'll be inclined to repeat it. If Linda tries a new hairstyle that draws numerous compliments, she will continue to wear her hair that way. At the baseball game, if Billy tries a new hitting style and slams a home run, he will continue to utilize the new technique. Unfortunately, many mothers and fathers unwittingly use the law of reinforcement to train their children to be obnoxious. For instance, while shopping, mother meets a friend and stops to visit. Little Matty asks for something in a quiet voice. Since mother is busy talking with her friend, she doesn't respond. Matty's voice gets louder and whinier until mother can't tolerate it a moment longer. Sound familiar? Finally, mother interrupts her conversation and listens to Mary. When mother does, she reinforces loudness and whining. Let's look in on a room of 48 first graders. Two teachers are preparing to conduct reading classes in small groups. At the back of the room, two college students sit quietly to recall for the next six days how often the teachers tell the children to sit down and how many children pop out of the seat every 10 seconds, period for 20 minutes. During the first six days, about three children are out of their seats every 10 seconds. The teachers said, sit down about seven times in a 20-minute period. When the teachers were asked to tell the children to sit down more often, the frequency increased from seven to 27 times every 20 minutes. Strange events ensued. The children stood up more. Now an average of 4.5 children were standing every 10 seconds. This procedure was alternated back and forth. Standing increased as the teachers said, sit down more often. Finally, the teachers were asked to stop telling the children to sit down. Instead, they were to praise sitting and working. Now, less than two children will stand up every 10 seconds. Saying, sit down, had become a reinforcer for standing up. The teachers assumed that telling the children to sit down worked because the youngsters did sit down. But that was only the immediate effect. The teachers did not notice the long-term effect until they learned what to look for. This concealed spider's web traps parents too. The more a parent criticizes, scolds, punishes, the worse a child's behavior. Let's learn what behaviors to reward and what behaviors to ignore. Put reinforcement to the winner's circle. 
mother was having great difficulty managing four-year-old Patrick. Her little darling often kicked objects of people, removed or tore his clothing, spoke rudely to others, traumatized babysitter, made various threats, hit himself, was easily angered, and demanded constant attention. Finally, his mother took him to a clinic where he was diagnosed as being very active, having possible brain damage and poor verbal skills. A therapist was asked to observe Patrick's behavior in, ho in the home for an hour a day for 16 days. During an hour, Patrick showed 25 to 112 behaviors objectionable to his mother. When these behaviors occurred, mother usually responded by patiently explaining why he should not have done it. Sometimes she would try to interest him in another activity. Other times, she would punish him by taking away a toy or a misused object, but he usually persuaded her to return the item almost immediately. Occasionally, she sat him on a chair for punishment. Definite tantrum behavior usually followed such discipline while mother tried to persuade him to stop. Patrick's behavior was changed by what I call operation outsmarts. An observer in the home will kill mother by raising one, two, or three fingers. One finger indicated objectionable behavior and meant that mother should tell Patrick to stop what he was doing. In other words, warn him. If Patrick did not stop, the therapist held up two fingers. This meant that mother was immediately to place Patrick in his room and shut the door punish him. He was to stay there until he had remained quiet for a while. If Patrick was playing in a nice way, the observer raised three fingers. This signaled mother to give Patrick attention or praise or to show affection physically, reinforcing the desirable behavior. Patrick's objectionable actions dropped to nearly zero within a few days. And follow-up observations showed a continuing good interaction between mother and son and an absence of the objectionable behaviors. He was receiving more affection from his mother and was approaching her in more affectionate ways. Patrick's attention and affection, and by consistently giving a mild punishment for objectionable behavior when a warning failed, she could change Patrick's behavior. You too can change your be child's behavior by using Operation Outsmarts. It puts you and your reinforcers in the winner's circle and your child ultimately in a happier frame of mind. From whence come reinforcers and punishers, research on behavior has convincingly demonstrated that the consequences that follow a behavior will strengthen or weaken that behavior. Those that strengthen a particular behavior are called reinforcers. Those that weaken a behavior are called punishers. Three types of reinforcers are special, especially important to parents. Social, activity, and token. Social reinforcers involve the parent's behavior, the tone of voice, words of praise, attention, smiling, touching, and being near. Some parents use social reinforcers instinctively, but others must learn how to use them. 
Several essentials are crucial to the proper use of social reinforcement. When the correct behavior occurs, you react immediately, react enthusiastically, and repeat the process several hundred times. Notice how that uses social reinforcement to teach Stephen a new game. Dad, the object of the game is to move your man around the board and be the first one home. You must roll a two with the dice before you can begin. What do you have to roll to begin the game? Stephen, a two. Dad, right. Whenever you roll doubles, the same number of both dice, you get another turn. If you roll a six, you can move backwards and not have to move all around the, the board. Tell me how you can get two turns in a row. Stephen, by rolling doubles. Dad, all right. You are doing very well at learning this game. You can also send another player back to start by landing on the same square. However, if he is on a blue space, he is safe. You can sit beside him on blue. How can you send someone home? Stephen, by landing on a blue square. Dad, remember, the blue squares are safety zones. You can send another player back to start only when you bump him off a white space. You are paying close attention to learning the rules, and that's important in this game. You are really catching on fast. I'm sure you will be a very sharp player. Did you notice that that took complex rules and broke them into small steps with moves, objectives, numbers, and color? After explaining each step to Stephen, he had Stephen say it back. Father enthusiastically reinforced each correct response immediately. Stephen found this to be a positive learning experience. Even when Stephen made an error, Dad did not scold, punish, or put him down. Instead, Dad still praised his efforts. In the following examples, the parent labels specific behaviors and reinforcers, and then delivers the reinforcers immediately in a variety of social situations. Mom, thanks for setting the table, Midi. I didn't even have to ask you, Dad. Barry, this, one of the, this is one of the finest reports you've ever written. I'm proud of your work. Mom, Midi, your new dress looks lovely on you. I'm so proud of your ability to see it. Dad, thanks for putting the garbage cans out. Barry, I appreciate your doing it without having to be reminded. In each example, mom and dad were praising the efforts of behavior rather than the child. A child often does not respond to what the parents consider praise. For instance, if you tell a child that she is an angel, she may not jump with joy. She may recall all the times she has not behaved like an angel. If the praise does not fit her feelings, she will likely reject it. However, if the child has been working hard on a task and you compliment her efforts, it can much more easily be used as a reinforcer. Dog. I've been watching you for some time now. You have worked very hard on that arithmetic assignment. I can see that all your answers are collect correct. Your work is neat and clean. You are doing well, and I'm proud of you. Such praise can be believed. It is usually better to pay attention to a child's behavior rather than to merely praise the child. 
Using social reinforcers may sound simple, but problems do surface. Some children simply cannot accept positive statements about themselves. When you deliver a reinforcer, they neutralize it with a throw away. Here is what happens. Mom, Mindy, your new dress looks lovely on you. I'm so proud of your ability to sew. Mindy, it looks awful. I goofed up on this seam and I'm too fat. And, oh, uh, Barry, Dad, Barry, this is one of the finest reports you've ever written. I'm proud of your work. Barry, oh, uh, I couldn't done better. I could have done better. In these instances, the other person punishes you for being supportive. As a result, you will probably become discouraged and give up. One way of getting around such responses is to label them rightly as throwaways. When anyone in the family uses one verbally label, it is a throwaway and call it off limits. Recognize also that self-belittling Comments indicate low self-esteem. Then, work on helping that person establish a better self-image. Another common error is a double message, that is, a reinforcer and a punisher delivered in one breath. Such a package bears a negative ribbon. Those who use double messages reinforce a behavior with praise or approval, but take it away in the end with a zap. The all thing about a double message is that the victim can't complain because he did receive a reinforcer to begin with. However, the sap took it away, no matter how subtle. Case in point, Mom, Mike, you have been playing with your car so quietly. I really appreciate some peace and quiet for a change. Dad, thanks for coming to super on time, Barry. That was really nice. But how about washing your hands? And face before you come next time. Mom, your report card isn't all that bad, Barry. But you could do better if you would only try harder. Did you see Midi's report card? She had all A's. Dad, Barry, thanks for trying to clean up this workshop. But next time, do it right. Look at the mess you left there. I'll have to do it all over again. Many parents send double messages without thinking. Yet a double message is one of the most devastating hindrances to the entire reinforcement process. For the next few days, keep track of your praise comments. Are you sending any double message with a zap on the end? Activity reinforcers. Social reinforcers are the easiest use of all reinforcers. They are always available and they require only the spoken word. Activity reinforcers probably rank next in availability. Games, reading aloud, running errands, watching TV, having a party, playing outdoors, making cookies, helping with dinners, telling a joke, going first, all can be used as reinforcers. These activities are powerful motivating tools, yet we frequently do not recognize and appreciate their usefulness. Our objective is to teach children that good behavior has a better reward than bad behavior. We can do this by constantly providing opportunities to learn this general rule. For example, Mom, Jenny, you were the first one to the table tonight, so you can help me serve dessert. Dad, Jeff, you completed your homework quickly tonight. How would you like to read a story aloud for family worship this evening? 
when you use an activity reinforcer, always require the less preferred activity before the more preferred one. Here is how. Mom, Jenny, as soon as you've practiced the piano for 15 minutes, we'll make cookies together, okay? The, Dad, Jeff, just as soon as you've weeded the flower bed by the front work, we'll play catch together. Giving the child a choice also helps reinforcers succeed. Example, it is bedtime for eight-year-old Kenny, and he has just begun to watch a new TV show. Mother is tempted to demand that he go to bed or else. This would likely raise repeated objections from Kenny. Mother would probably continue to nag him, and both would end up frustrated and angry. But notice how this mother handled the situation. Mom, Kenny, I'm sorry. I didn't catch you before you began watching this show. It's never fun to be interrupted in the middle of a program. I'll tell you what. You put on your pajamas, then I'll let you decide if you want to continue to watch the rest of the show or if you rather read us a story from your new book. But whatever you decide, you must be ready for sleep no later than 8.30. By giving Kennedy, Kenny a chance, mom actually solved two problems at once. Kenny got to watch TV, which is a reinforcer, and mother got him to bed on time. Allowing a child to make a choice is an important step in making reinforcers work. Decision-making also helps develop character. And then the token reinforcers. Such things as points, stars, stamps, charts, and money fall into realm of token reinforcers. The child accumulates those, these tokens and exchanges them for a long-range goal after a stated period of time. By using social reinforcers in concert with token reinforcers, parents can effect the greatest possible change in the least amount of time. What a value for parents who have become discouraged over the slowness with which behavior change comes. How does it work? Let's say you have a 10-year-old who obeys slowly, neglects tending to home chores, and needs constant reminder to practice the piano. Does this sound familiar? By utilizing token reinforcement with points and a chart system. Let's see whether we can change this chart behavior. The following steps are necessary. Draw up a list of responsibilities that need reinforcing. 10 to 15 responsibilities will be appropriate for most children, fewer for a small child and more for an older child. Include on the list some items that the child already does. Does well in order to make it encouraging to end points. The charts might look much like the one shown here. Sample charts. Name and date. One, I changed clothes after school. Two, I made the bed and straightened the room before school. Three, I fed the dog before breakfast. Four, I put my plain things away before that bedtime. Five, I studied my Bible lesson. Six, I was in bed by 8.30 p.m. Seven, I obeyed the first time I was spoken to. Eight, I helped my super dishes. I, nine, I practiced the piano without being reminded. 10. I got up the first time I was called. 11. I said please and thank you today. 12. I helped dad with a chore today. 13. I helped mom with a chore today. 
Two, the child should place stamps, points, stars, or colored chalk marks beside each item completed satisfactorily by bedtime. Where the most difficult task with the most points, the child should be allowed the privilege of pasting on stamps or stars of totaling points or of coloring the dots. An alternative method is to give a small sum of money for each item done properly. You can also deduct points or money for poor or negligent behavior. If the child misses three items in one day, no money or points will be awarded. By using money as a reinforcer, you acquire the added advantage of teaching your youngster lessons in money management. Teach your child to save some, spend some, and give a tenth to God. The portion saved can accumulate in an account or it can be saved to purchase a pair of something the child wants very much. A toy, an article of clothing, a baseball glove. You might ask your child to draw or paste a picture of the payoff on the chart to help him visualize the goal. Three, at the end of each week, add up the points or stars or money so the child can see his progress. Four, the list of behaviors should not change for four to six weeks since it generally takes that amount of time to establish a new habit. Set aside the chart system after using it for the four to six week period. Later, you use it again to produce excellent results. Charts must be adapted to the age of the child, but they are effective for children as young as three right through the 10 years. The next chapter points out how to develop a child system for teenagers. If you find that, if you find that your son or daughter still has difficulty performing any of the tasks listed on the chart, you may need to increase the reinforcer. For instance, double the points or money. The system will work if the immediate reinforcer and the long-range goal are used correctly and if they are strong enough. One mother told me that the child system had failed in her home. She had used money as the reinforcer and in her words, it just didn't work. Upon inquiry, I learned that her nine-year-old son was an active member of 4-H. He raised cattle and sold them each year. By the time he turned nine, he already had $1,000 in a savings account. Money was the wrong reinforcer for this child. We discussed the possible use of a weekend camp camping trip as a pair off. That worked beautifully. Enter mother and Stevie. Stephanie, mother, Stephanie, you are getting to be such a big girl now. Mommy wants you to learn how to share your things with others. Every time I see you sharing something in a nice way with others, I'm going to give you a point. When you get three points, you can have a surprise from this surprise bag. Mother shows her the bag. Stephanie, can I have something now? Mother, no. You must earn three points first. Now, tell me how you might get a surprise. Stephanie, when I share some of my toys with others. Mother, Yes, when you share your toys three times with others, you can have a surprise. Another variation to the point program is the grab bag. You will need to purchase inexpensive objects from the toy store and fill a bag with them. When a child performs the appropriate behavior, first 
reward him with a social reinforcer. Then allow him to reach into the bag and take out one object. This method is particularly effective when you want to potty train your child. Parents often report to us that the week following our lesson on reinforcers is the most peaceful week they can ever remember. Why? Be why? Because the pressure to perform daily tasks and to behave in a responsible manner now rests on the child's shoulder where it belongs. Yet, there remain a host of parents who take the responsibility for delivering papers on the child's paper route, forgetting their child's homework in on, in on time, for calling the child umpteen times so he will not be late for school or work or for driving the child to school because he dodged and missed the school bus. When and how can such parents understand that responsible behavior is not elicited by protecting a child, but by allowing him to feel the full weight of responsibility and the consequences of his actions? When he fails to pull his chair, mom and dad must refuse to protect him by playing the role of the good parent. Parents must allow natural consequences to take over. In addition to suffering natural consequences, your young star must, may need a powerful motivator to help him do what is right, what is right and to avoid wrong and irresponsibility. Try it. You'll like the results. Ignore negative behavior. As you work to improve your child's behavior, pay little or no attention to what the child does that you do not want him to do. As some Mark wrote an English term paper that he entitled Two Men on Everest. The teacher gave him an A+. Plus. In the left-hand margin, the teacher wrote, Mark, I think this is the best, probably the best paper you have done. You express yourself clearly and logically. Your paper is neat, well-organized, and attractive. I believe you have a special talent in writing, and I'm very pleased with what you have done. The teacher, however, made five corrections in red on the first page and seven corrections on the second. Interestingly enough, she said nothing about the corrections. In her notes, she only praised his good behavior and ignored his mistakes. This teacher understood the value of reinforcing good behavior and overlooking the bad. On another occasion, this same teacher sent us a teacher's report of unsatisfactory progress for a time pay class. Once again, she wrote, no negative comments, only a positive one. Mark is making tremendous improvements. I'm proud of him. Crossing off the un, un, unsatisfactory, she had transformed into a satisfactory work report, an encouragement to the parents as well as to the student. You can learn how to do this too. Ignore the behavior you wish to extinguish. Negative comments about it may only reinforce it. Learn to reward positive behavior, and the unreinforced behavior will eventually disappear. A word with mom and dad. Teaching your child new habits while trying to get rid of bad ones can be a long and difficult process, even under the best of circumstances. Naturally, both parents should participate in the program in order to for the process to move rapidly. Both parents should discuss the type of reinforcement program used, and they should agree ahead of time concerning what reinforcers and punishers will work best. Otherwise, 
One parent might be shaping one behavior while the other parent is trying to shape a behavior diametrically opposed to it. Single parents won't have this problem, at least. So begin your reinforcement program, program by discussing the tactics you will use. It might sound like this. Dad, Barry's behavior has been getting worse, and I think it's time to do something about it. Don't you? Mom, I have been doing something about it. When I get mad enough, he obeys. Dad, that's what you have been doing, but it hasn't been too successful. I've heard a lot of yelling and screaming, and I can't stand it. If we could reinforce his good behavior rather than his bad behavior, I think we could get faster results. Mom, I just don't think parents should have to hand out points, stars, and kisses just because their kids do what they were supposed to do in the, excuse me, in the first place. The real world just isn't like that. When was the last time someone paid you for getting to work on time? Dad, be reasonable, honey. He'll learn faster if we reward him each time for good behavior rather than scream at him for being bad. Let's develop a chat for him and agree on a payoff that he won't be able to resist. The whole program will save you many hazards after he starts doing what he is supposed to do. Mom, I know I sound pretty negative. I'm really discouraged over his behavior. It's worth a try. Let's give it our best for the next few four weeks. A good motto for parents might be catch your child being good and reward him for it. Stop acting as though you were trying to catch your young, youngster doing something wrong so you can ball him out. Instead, look for good behavior that you can reinforce with positive comments. When you get all the principles outlined in this chapter down, parts, you will find that your child will move more rapidly toward developing a positive self-image and responsible behavior. All this will be a real advantage in achieving your ultimate goal, assisting your child in his overall development. Wow. Thank you. We have come to the end of this episode. I'd like to let you know that if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ and you are listening to this, this is the time to do so. Tomorrow may be too late. All you need to do is Agree that you're a sinner. Confess your sin genuinely and repent genuinely from them. Ask God to cleanse you with the blood of Jesus and write your name in the book of life. That will be done. And with your mouth, confess that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That is when your name will be written in the book of life. And you start reading your Bible. Start going to, you know, Bible-believing church where the word of God is preached in truth and in spirit. And then you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that will help you to live a godly life. God bless you. Bye till I see you in the next episode.